Welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and restaurateurs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants, from the best place to grab a hot dog or a pizza, to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting Chef Maksut Askar, the chef and owner of restaurant Neo Local, located in the Salt Galata Museum in Istanbul. His cuisine has been described as a modern take on the Anatolian cuisine, inspired by his childhood, the local heritage and traditional cooking. His last 10 years he has worked with Neo Local, that opened in 2014. We'll hear Maksut Askar's story and how he became one of the top names on Turkey's culinary scene. At the end of the podcast, he will reveal his favorite restaurant recommendations in Istanbul and the rest of the world. You'll also find these places in the World of Mouth app and in our podcast notes. Maksut Askar from, uh, from uh, Neolokal in Istanbul. Uh, could you tell me, who is Maksut Askar? Hi, Kenneth. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, well, Maksut Askar is the chef uh, and partner of Neolokal restaurant. Uh, uh, I was born in the south, southern eastern part of Turkey, where it is accepted to be the uh, gastronomy capital right now. Uh, and actually, we are born to cooking. <laughs> but you never know if you are going to be a chef one day, because it's your uh, just a daily skill. And uh, I think it gave me a lot of uh, advantage on... Uh, how I'm cooking and what I'm cooking and uh, where I am going in the gastronomy industry. And and uh, tell me a few words about your your childhood. How the what role did food have in in in, in your upbringing? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I am from a family that has always been in the same geography since millennia. Uh, so we have the culture of uh, Levant cuisine uh, and Mesopotamia, uh, which is influenced by spice routes over the centuries. And also because of the many different uh, civilizations, it has become uh, very powerful in terms of uh, culinary heritage. So I am uh, coming from that part and... Uh, Lucky enough, uh, I have spent uh, a lot of time with my grandmother and my mother in the kitchen. So I had uh, had the chance to learn about all this traditional cooking uh, techniques and uh, the stories and the flavors and the understandings. Now, nowadays at Neo Local in my restaurant, I do uh, uh, contemporary updated versions of uh, traditional cooking, actually what I call mother's cooking. Uh, so we refine them and bring it up to the restaurant scene to share uh, our stories, our uh, childhood memories uh, with our guests. Okay, and how did uh, your first steps to become a chef uh, tell me how, when, when did you take that, that decision or... or I, I didn't know that I was going to become a chef one day. It actually uh, generated itself organically. Uh, but to put the story short, uh, I have always been uh, in relations uh, with food and cooking because I 
opened up a catering company when I was very young. And uh, in that catering company, I loved cooking. So I was trying out uh, new recipes, new dishes, new bites. And uh, I happened to start consulting people because my background is front of the house and the bar. So I used to mix drinks and manage uh, that kind of places. So uh, I was always uh, in the industry. It's been 31st year of my uh, time in the industry. And I studied tourism and hotel management at high school and university. So I've learned to cook, but to become a manager, not to become a chef at university. Uh, so it was organically uh, easy for me to be in the kitchen and cook. Uh, but I was not calling myself a chef. Uh, but one day when I was 30 years old in 2007, I went to this summer place and fell in love with a cafe there. And the owner of the cafe uh, asked me if I was interested in becoming partners with her. And uh, I found myself cooking in the kitchen and serving to our guests uh, throughout the whole summer. And then, uh, yeah, th I said, yeah, that's it. I don't want to be in front anymore. I just want to uh, bring uh, my vision and ideas uh, into the plate. And then I opened my very first restaurant in 2007 in Istanbul. That's, that's the short story. <laughs> Uh, and then a few years forward, uh, was it in 2014 that uh, Neolocal opened? Yes, yes. Tell me a few words about that. Yeah, it took me seven years to mature, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm still mature, but uh, I'm evolving. So we are on a everyday learning process. Uh, so uh, it gives us the chance to welcome every ideas and every philosophies. Uh, well, my previous restaurant was called uh, Sekiz Istanbul and uh, it was the restaurant that I decided that I only go local and I cook only my traditions. So uh, we needed to find a motto for that and uh, the motto became Neo Local Cuisine. And then when I was offered to open up the restaurant of the museum uh, Salt Kalata, uh, which was the former Ottoman bank, uh, once we got the agreement, I said, there's no way, there is no other name than Neolocal. Uh, so then uh, the restaurant's name became Neolocal. And it's been nine, nine years almost. Uh, so in November, we celebrate our nine years anniversary. And it's like yesterday. And uh, well, it's a long journey. And here we are. There's uh, in the last 10 or 15 years or so, there's been a uh, Turkey obviously has a very, very long gastronomic uh, tradition and history mm -hmm. with def many, many different regions. Uh, in the, but in the last 10 or 15 years, there's been a lot happening, especially in Istanbul, uh, in the restaurant scene. How would you describe the evolution in, in those years that you've been part of? Well, uh, the reason we are... Uh what we, the, the reason what we are doing in Neolocal is uh, because uh, we are somehow anxious about our future 
and what's going to happen if we are going to lose our traditions or uh, if we are going to lose the smell of uh, the tomatoes or uh, if we are ever going to find a proper strawberry in its own real season. So there are many more chefs uh, who are uh, uh, questioning, uh, asking these questions in their minds. And uh, yes, they uh, find it uh, important that we need to live our uh, traditions into today, like uh, convert our traditions into today. I'm not talking about changing, but I'm talking about updating them and revamping them and uh, not losing their essences. So, uh, of course, over the last 15 years, there has been this great chefs uh, coming over in the industry and thinking about this vision and uh, starting to cook uh, in this vision and uh, becoming more and more uh, uh, better uh, and uh, well, it, they are easy to be recognized after that. And it happened to me uh, the same way because uh, I'm just trying to be conscious of what uh, I am cooking. Uh, for my future and for my family's future, for my friends' future. Uh, this is why uh, we are questioning and we are trying to be better and better so that uh, people knows how deep and uh, how uh, important uh, Anatolian cuisine is. Uh, well, the thing is, it has always uh, been left in the homes of uh, people because mothers are who brought all these traditions into today by teaching their daughters uh, over the centuries. And uh, a foreigner has never been able to know what's going on in our homes and what's cooking. But only things you saw was like pides, lahmacuns, kebabs and doners and, you know, all the restaurants on the streets, street foods. But yet we have a major depth into this heritage. And uh, over the fast, last 15 years, uh, there has been uh, many chefs con uh, with this concern and trying to bring up those traditions into their restaurants and trying to better themselves and trying to better the understanding of what Anatolian cuisine is all about. Uh, so, and of course, because we have the, we share the same concern, we uh, become a group of chefs, friends, Intel, uh, who is supporting each other in terms of products, recipes, and uh, how to deal with uh, the uh, daily tackles of the restaurants and so on. So, uh, Actually, when uh, I am talking about uh, of myself, I'm not talking of myself only, but talking of uh, other chef and restaurateur friends of mine who share with me the same uh, vision and same concerns and same ideas. If we look at um, at your restaurants, would you uh, be able to name a few? Uh, a few dishes that really exemplifies what you are doing and what you have been evolving and the produce you have and so. Yeah, uh, well, uh, 
funny enough, no one would, uh, uh, well, no one would agree that uh, I cook the same uh, food with what their mothers cook. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a great challenge. But uh, I am promising that uh, when you close your eyes, a bite of uh, a dish in Neolocal will take you to your childhood memories that you remember the taste from and you cannot find it today. So, but when you open your eyes, it doesn't look exactly the same recipe that you remember from. Uh, but it looks more refined, more uh, modern, more design, uh, because I sometime, somehow need to uh, uh, make it appealing to our guests so that they can see the difference between what mother cooked and what Maksud cooked. Uh, so yes, uh, like you told eggplants, yeah, we cook eggplants only in summer and uh, there is this uh, traditional dish called imam bayildi. Uh, it's always sloppy, soggy, and you want to dip your bread in this uh, dish always, but I cannot make it sloppy and soggy. So instead I converted it into something else, but like one bite is the effect of uh, like it's the same impact with uh, a whole plate eaten. Uh, so full of flavors, full of aromas and a bread made from the dish itself also. So you don't need to dip uh, your uh, bread into the dish because the bread is already there that is cooked baked with the own fat and own juices of the dish itself. So somehow I just try to enhance the flavors and uh, uh, elevate uh, the traditional version of the recipes. Uh, anything else, any other produce uh, that would be like typical, essential for your, in your menus and, and cuisine? Oh, it varies actually. It's, uh, uh, well, I have the chance to have uh, 12 months a year. So uh, every month there is a specialty coming in and I like missing things, you know. I don't need to use the same thing every day. So that's why uh, I like missing tomatoes and strawberries and eggplants, uh, which is fine, you know. Uh, I don't need the necessity to uh, find a... Uh, tomato uh, tomato in winter or uh, something uh, in its out of its own season because it's it's not right and natural anyways uh, so uh, that's another uh, subject actually let's not go into it but uh, yeah uh, spices are important for us uh, because I can uh, assure you that uh, I'm traveling all around uh, the world and uh, I always bring my own spices because I haven't had the chance to find better spices than what we get, what we can get in Turkey. Uh, super fresh and super delicious. So we are fond of our spices and uh, uh, well, on the other hand, we do have uh, a garden and we are working with some farms and uh, also, we help them out working on uh, different produce uh, that, uh, that we 
are uh, in fear of losing uh, those seeds uh, and uh, yeah i'm excited to use uh, those uh, products and uh, i'm happily using them uh, well there are many different details into it but uh, kenneth i <laughs> assure you that uh, our short podcast will never be enough for that but let's uh, let's see it as a catching a glimpse of uh, <laughs> neolocal uh, podcast in the next part of the podcast we'll hear maksut askar's favorite restaurant recommendations in istanbul and the rest of the world As you are based in in Istanbul, uh, which is a huge huge city, uh, if we go into restaurants, other restaurants than your own, um, uh, any recommendations that you would have for a visitor to to Istanbul? Where would you send people from from casual bakeries to fine dining? Yeah, of course, of course, I can name a few places and I can give you a whole list too. Uh, well. The first thing comes up to my mind is breakfast. So uh, breakfast is important for us. And uh, uh, in Istanbul, I go to Lades uh, Menemen. So it has been there since uh, like 50s. And uh, I've been going there since more than 25 years. Uh, and they only do breakfast, and but all day breakfast. And it's super casual and super delicious. And... Uh, This is uh, one of the top uh, recommendations list uh, <laughs> on my uh, behalf, uh, and then. And what 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 what? Sorry, what would you order there? Oh, I would order. Well, I would order the typical Turkish breakfast. When you Google Turkish breakfast, uh, you will see a picture of lots of things on the uh, table. So that's not a typical Turkish breakfast for us. That's a Turkish breakfast which is a feast when we have the big family all coming all together. Uh, so uh, our daily Turkish breakfast is super uh, simple. It's uh, uh, olive, cheese, uh, honey and clotted cream, uh, tomato, pepper and cucumbers, if we want, and eggs, which we call menemen. So menemen is an egg fried with, uh, with uh, tomatoes and peppers. You can... Uh, think it's it's kind of not similar but it's uh, resembling uh, shakshuka of uh, middle eastern uh, but it's more lighter version like a uh, more refined version of it so they do all kinds of menemens and fried eggs they do this breakfast but other than that funny enough they do they are a custard shop so dairy uh, custard shop uh, there's a tradition in istanbul that Uh, all the uh, custard makers also uh, use eggs uh, and uh, chicken varieties because they do chicken breast custards, which we call tavuk uh, uh, So literally, we have a dessert with chicken breasts, yes. So they use the chicken okay. breasts for the desserts and they use the eggs of the chickens next door for uh, the menemen. And uh, other parts of the chicken goes for the lunch time. Yeah, so uh, Lades is uh, one of my places. Chia, with great respect, Chia Lokantasi in Kadiköy. 
uh, with great respect. There you can see the rainbow of colors of different uh, cooking, different recipes of all around Anatolia. And it has been there uh, like for many years. I remember the first time I went there with my mom, I was in the secondary school. Uh, I'm 47 right now and it's been ages. So uh, I think for me, it is important that there are the staple places that has been there forever for me. Uh, they have been always good that so that they, they are living. <laughs> so these are the staple places for me. Other than that... Uh, and what would you or what? And what, what would you eat at that place? Oh, actually, it's a place that they cook all this traditional home cooking in on a marble uh, 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 surface, and you just choose what you want to eat. And uh, when I go there, I always uh, find myself craving for something, and I order that something. But those cravings may vary from day to day. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. But you can you can easily have a a good lahmacun and kebab other than the the home cookings. But I mainly focus on uh, like for example one of the best uh, stuffed intestines they cook it there uh, and yeah. many other stuff. Other than that, if we go for. Uh, uh, new upcoming young chefs, uh, good restaurants, like it doesn't necessarily have to be fine dining. Uh, I will definitely name a few, uh, which has been uh, sparkling over the years. Uh, for example, if I'm not going to Lades, if it's a weekend breakfast for me, I go to Apartman. Uh, uh, it's Chef Burçak Kazdal. Uh, she's a super talented chef. She doesn't... Actually, she, uh, breakfast is not... It's not a breakfast place. They do the breakfast only on Sundays. Uh, uh, but they make an amazing breakfast. But other than that, their dishes, uh, Burçak's uh, mind, mindset, ideas, using the products and using the traditional recipes in, is incredible. So whoever uh, follows uh, me on uh, World of Mouth and goes there, uh, they will never uh, be uh, regretting. Uh, other than that, a bit more refined place called Amanda Bravo. Uh, another uh, female chef, uh, Inanç uh, Çelengil. Uh, she's also a very talented uh, girl and uh, what she does is incredible. So I would definitely suggest uh, people to go there too. And uh, there is a young chef. Well, he has been young now. He's not younger. I mean, that young anymore, but he's still young in, on uh, my behalf. Uh, his uh, name is Murat Deniz Temel, and he has a restaurant called Alaf uh, Kuru uh, Çeşme. So his family has been nomad and uh, nomad in Taurus Mountains and uh, he's cooking nomad cuisine and also Anatolian cuisine on the surroundings. So his uh, brain and mind is very uh, beautiful, let's say, and uh, 
he cooks uh, dishes uh, to make people think. And uh, he's uh, going to be recognized uh, uh, more and more every day, I think. And uh, there is uh, Murvaj, uh, one of the youngest chefs that is leading the restaurant. It's, uh, it's a beautiful uh, view uh, of Bosphorus. But apart from that, other than that, uh Mevlut uh, the uh, the chef of the restaurant uh sh- he's also taking care of uh, our traditions in his own way and uh of course there are some other staples that you need to go like uh you need to definitely eat the mantu of the yeni lokanta or uh, definitely go to Uh, the beautiful staple Mikla uh, for the beautiful view and amazing refined uh, Anatolian cooking. Uh, other than that's that, Mehmet Gür, Mehmet Gür's yeah, place. Yeah, Mehmet Gür's place. Uh, it's still yeah. there and it's uh, still going. But actually, uh, there are many small places that you wouldn't imagine how delicious they are. Especially if you are uh, trying to be familiar, get familiar of uh, mother's cooking. Uh, there are these lokantas, uh, which they make uh, uh, bigger uh, versions of what uh, are what is cooked at home. So it is mainly open for merchants working around uh, the neighborhood, and uh, these merchants would love to, or workers would love to eat mother's cooking, but they can't. That's why these lokantas are there. So. Uh, they are cooking home cooking in bigger scales, and you can always find, uh, like they have many different varieties, and you can always find uh, something uh, that you remember from your childhood and you want to eat it. So there are a few restaurants like this to name uh, a few. Uh, one of them is Nato Lokantasa uh, in Karaköy. They have been there since like more than fifty years again. There is a, a Kanat uh, Lokantas uh, in the Asian side. Uh, and also we should never forget about Pandeli. Pandeli is uh, one of the oldest restaurants in town, uh, which is located in the spice market, uh, uh, spice market. And they happen to serve uh, Istanbul classics in their menu. Uh, What would that be? What kind of classics? Like uh, a really good uh, eggplant salad or a really good uh, uh, börek, which uh, is uh, the pastry, uh, savory pastry. Uh, good mezes and uh, like uh, a few, uh, to name it, a few uh, uh, recipes from the Ottoman palace. Uh, well, there is no... Uh, Cuisine called Ottoman cuisine, but Ottoman cuisine is all about what the sultans liked and uh, it was cooked in this, uh, the kitchen of the palace. So it is actually a palace cuisine, not for the general public, but uh, we are fond of uh, many recipes from the palace. And uh, uh, I also put a few uh, recipes on uh, uh, Neoloka's menu sometimes. Well, uh, There are many uh, few secret spots that I would love to share, but 
I think it will be <laughs> too much in here, yeah. but how about uh, we share it on the app? Let's let's do it. Yes, uh, one one Perfect. one thing uh, still about uh, Istanbul. Yeah. Uh, going for a kebab. Uh, what like um, any any kind of, of place to a grill? What what would you? Which place would you insist uh, if you were oh. to pick one? Oh yes, yes, yes. That's a good question. So simply put, uh, of course, everyone has their own favorites. But uh, when it comes to chefs and restaurateurs, we go to one place. It's called uh, Adana Ocakbaşı in Kurtuluş. Uh, but uh, uh, their specialty is they cook every part of uh, the animal. So lots of offals you see. If you like offals, then you definitely need to go there. But If you just like to be classic and uh, have the minced kebab, uh, I would recommend some other places. Like, for example, Chia's kebabs in that sense are super delicious. Uh, but uh, for me, it's all about eating the whole part of uh, the whole uh, animal, like every part of the animal. So that's why we like going to Adana Ocakbaşı. It is not touristic. It is uh, in a local neighborhood. And uh, but they always welcome foreigners and uh, uh, super easy place and you would definitely love it. Good. Uh, there we have uh, Istanbul. Um, if we move abroad to other places in the world, uh, as you mentioned, you travel uh, a lot nowadays. Yes. Um, could you name a few favorites? Uh, I know it's it's a it's a hard pick, but a few favorites out in the world. Well, it's it's really a hard pick, yeah, for sure. But uh, I have my, I have I have my go-to places in some uh, cities for sure. Like if I am in London, I would definitely go to a Kiln Restaurant every time uh, to eat some. And what uh, would you have there? Thai, uh, especially their glass noodles are incredible. Uh, like uh, I would like eat that. Uh, and I would be happy. Uh, for example, if I go to Paris, I go to uh, oh, Lavant Comptoir, but but uh, the small room of Lavant Comptoir that you stand up and you order your food, eat standing and having your uh, delicious wine and a huge piece of bread with butter and. Uh, as simple as it can be and uh, uh, I think this is what uh, what we are seeking of you know easy chill out relax and uh, comfort and delicious of course there are other uh, restaurants that I uh, am in favor of uh, in terms of uh, their deliciousness but yet more refined and more fine uh, but sure uh, I think in other way around uh, we somehow need to feed our souls also with uh, those kind of small places uh, yeah uh, how about uh, naming some others uh, later on or shall I yeah. give you a few more or well I mean if we say uh, uh, something in the Nordics uh, something in maybe oh, in yes. Spain or Italy uh, well sure uh, Like uh, in Copenhagen, let's say, 
uh, I fell in love with the uh, uh, arancini with the Wagyu beef in Levi. Uh, but I definitely would love to eat a uh, gasoline burger every time I go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's but, a good one. You know, of course, we are always impressed impressed with this uh, high-end uh, fine dining restaurants. But other than that, I think we shouldn't uh, forget about those small places too. Uh, because... That's true. Well, high-end restaurants try to impress you. But those small places doesn't need to impress you because they are as they are. And uh you are in, impressed by what they are doing and how delicious what they are doing is so yeah 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 that's right this is my ideas uh, uh, you're now currently you're 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 in you're in italy any favorites in in italy uh well uh i think i haven't uh, explored italy as a tourist uh, that much so I happen to come here and uh, cook with chefs and talk in events and happen to uh, have the chance to visit different places. So uh, I had never had the chance to have a place that is my uh, that is going to become my go-to place. So, but other than that, now I'm in Udine uh, for the festival I'm Prosit. Actually, that's my fourth time coming in here. And uh, the whole city, I think, wherever I go and eat is super delicious. Uh, and I think I need more ways to explore. But hey, let me give you one uh, uh, recipe that uh, I cannot take it from my mind. and. Uh, in uh, Sicily, uh, there is this chef called Pino, Pino Kutaya. He has two Michelin star restaurants. Incredible food, but I'm not going to uh, tell you about what he cooks in his two Michelin star restaurants. And also he's, he has this small shop called Uovo di Seppia. Uh, the, yeah. yeah, and he makes the best arancinis I have ever eaten. So oh, okay, I, I can always tell about that. I can always uh, talk about it. And that Arangini is always in my mind. Hey, one last question for you, uh, Maksut, mm -hmm. um, is that if you would uh, be able to skip all your program this week, uh, pack your bags tonight and travel anywhere in the world uh, and have mm -hmm. a meal at one restaurant, which um, which restaurant could that be if you could decide uh, now? Oh, that, that's a very challenging question now. <laughs> but uh, but I would well there are there are many options sure, but uh, somehow I always find myself uh, willing to go back to Barcelona. Yeah, uh, and if I'm in Barcelona. I have a few options to really want to go back again. Uh, one is this frutar, the other one is to visit Girona and to give a big hug to the brothers in Roca. Uh, but other than that, I uh, unfortunately I haven't had the chance to spend too much time in Southern America. 
so Latin America. So uh, I would definitely love to go back to Colombia. So I've been only once there, but I know there are many, many things to explore in terms of uh, cuisine because I was so surprised. Like uh, there were uh, like two restaurants, uh, one is Selele, the other one is Leo. Like the ingredients they use is maybe 70% of them that I cannot recognize and I cannot tell you what they are. So this is something makes a chef excited about. So I would definitely love to go back there and uh, learn more ingredients that I don't know of. And uh, I think this, this uh, inspires me and this charms me more uh, than going to uh, the same places, but exploring more uh, ingredients or more nature that I don't know of yet. And because this makes me, this, this helps me uh, widen my uh, senses and palates. And well, a okay. few more, so but it, it will be yep. too much <laughs> for now. Okay, so hopefully you'll get uh, soon get back to to Bogota in in Colombia. Yes, yes, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, great. Uh, hey, Maxud Askar from Neolocal in Istanbul. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for this, and good luck with all your projects. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the World of Mouth podcast with Chef Maksut Askar, the chef at restaurant Neolokal in Istanbul. You'll find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more on the World of Mouth app, available in your app store or visit our website at worldofmouth.app. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. I'm Kenneth Nars, until next week with a new podcast guest. <laughs>